Hello and welcome. I'm Simon. I am Haney. And I'm Alexander. We are Needy in Tech, covering the latest from the IT industry with a specific focus on Microsoft and how to get actual value from technology. This is episode 256. Yes, we are getting up to RAM speed. Uh, recorded on February 12th, 2024. You will be able to find this and our previous episodes on needypintech.com, iTunes, Spotify, and on most, if not all, podcasting platforms. And yes, I know that 256 megabytes of RAM isn't the speed of the memory. Thank you, Alex. Haney, you are responsible for this episode, which I think will be incredibly good and high quality. Yes, especially since I am still under a blanket here. So, uh, but the nice thing is that we are going to talk about quality today, <laughs> which my blanket <laughs> setup might be uh, not enhancing the quality here today. But quality is an interesting topic, and I think there are a lot of views around it and differing, differing opinions on what quality is and what it maybe means in different areas. So I would like to start with a really easy question. What is quality to you? So since since Haney and I have, for the most part, a similar background when it comes to, to the data side, I would love for Simon to start this off because I think you're going to be saying something that I would not have thought of. So to me, something of quality is something that... Uh, does what I expect it to do for a time that is as long as I expect when I purchase a service or use a tool or whatever it might be or longer. So I think it's it's expectations, like something that's high quality for me might not be high quality for someone else. So it's about setting the expectations of the quality of a certain mm -hmm. thing. In my view, what you just did is essentially kick the ball down the line because you're, you're <laughs> taking one very fluffy concept quality and you said, no, 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 well, this, I'm going to talk about expectations. So you managed to take something fluffy and turn it into something <laughs> even more fluffy. But that's also a really good point because this mm -hmm. will be fluffy. This will be so complex and so wonderful to talk about. So I'm, I'm really, really happy that you, you said what you did. So quality for me, quality is a, how do I put this? It's, it's a thing in, in data. We talk about data quality. And one of the things that I, I love to, to use as an example is ask a DBA, what is data quality? And they will probably tell you something along the lines of, well, I know for a fact that all the, uh, the data in this column is going to be a properly behaved um, integer. Mm. Or this column will only contain um, um, alphanumerical characters or something to that effect. That's quality for them. But if you ask a business analyst, a mm -hmm. financial person, they might say that what quality for me is that this column that is supposed to contain account numbers contains only account numbers that actually exist. Mm -hmm. It's still quality. 
but it's a whole different kettle of fish. So it, <laughs> it, it depends on your expectations. <laughs> nice one bringing that back in. <laughs> but before you, I, I, I would like to stop there with expectations because to me, expectations aren't fluffy. It's just different. Yes and no. The the, the key was what you just said. To you. Yeah, but, like, it's easy, as I see it, to ask someone, what is your expectation? And you will be getting a quite, often, quite graspable response. I expect this car to work for 10,000 kilometers or whatever. Okay, good. But it's how it works while fulfilling those expectations that to me is quality. So therefore, I think that expectations are graspable, definitely, and Mm. measurable even. But the quality side of it is something that goes beyond the expectations. Because I can fly, sorry to drop names, I can fly Ryanair and I can fly KLM between the same destinations and I can for sure tell you which has the highest quality of service. Well, to, well. to, <laughs> to unpack this a bit, yes, yes and no. So quality is fluffy, expectations are fluffy. You can define both. They are hard to measure, but you can define, as you said, my, mm-hmm. my expectations of this vehicle is that it will survive for a thousand kilometers. Define fluffy. <laughs> as in, as, as soon as <laughs> I, I, I can't read your mind, which is a good thing. Yeah, and yeah, that means that yeah. I can never deduce what your expectations mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. I might be able to deduce that I did not hit your expectations, but again, that, that's yeah. an aside. When it comes to quality, Ryanair versus KLM, how do you define quality? Is quality, in this case, your ability to sit down while flying? Is that quality? Mm-hmm. Then both of them will deliver the same thing. Is quality the uh, lack of the KLM sandwich? Well, then maybe quality <laughs> is in Ryanair's favor. So you you cannot just blanket say that this is quality or this is the expectations they need to be defined and they need mm. to be put into context speaking about blankets Haney let's get back on track <laughs> yes so I, I was just interested to see where this conversation rant is going to end up between you the two of you and I would maybe bring like another uh, angle to the discussion because mm-hmm. I think quality comes up also very often in the context of software development. That is Mm -hmm. one other area where it is very widely discussed. And there, when you talk about quality, it most often people relate that to quality assurance, like testing and things like that. And I think with quality, the tricky thing is that it is so, it applies to everything but every context is a little different. And so to have like a definition for quality is actually quite difficult to have. But there is actually some smart people out there who have tried to define quality. 
And one definition that we can find is that quality provides value, not necessarily monetary value, but some kind of value to a person who matters at a given time. So what do you think about this kind of definition for quality? Does it apply to the context where you work in, for example? I would argue that it does, but I think the the most important aspect of any discussion about quality is essentially what we've already touched on. It is a useless metric, a completely useless metric, unless you define the context and the boundaries. If you do that, then you can measure it. Then it's interesting. So as you said, um, quality provides value to a person who matters at a given time. Value needs to be defined. A person Mm -hmm. who matters needs to be defined. A given time needs to be defined. But if we do that, then we have provided the, the proper context and then we can decide on yes does this um is this quality that mm. also brings up the next question how do you measure quality and how do you measure relative quality but I'm, I'm thinking that you might be going down that route in a bit yeah i think we will come back to that in a little bit but i i would like to ask you about this point of view that what part of kind of the, as we are talking about the technology side of things, what quality is the most important? Because there is the quality who is, for example, using as an end user some kind of tool. But then on the other hand, there can also at the same time be like the product quality internally. There could be the team quality. There could be the organizational quality and all that. What do you think is the most important? Simon looks like he has just like t- yeah, I'm, trying to process. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's easy to say that it should be the user, like the actual individual that we write the code or create the product for. But the challenge is that it's harder to deliver quality to those people if we don't have quality internally. And then we're back to expectations. But I would say that in many cases, the acceptance of lower quality is higher internally like within an IT department than it is among users because it's it's also what you can uh, what you can change what you have control all over so if i as a user have no control over the things that i'm given and i can't change or in a positive way change the quality that i get I will probably feel less content. I don't know where really mm. where I'm going, but it's it's just a feeling that qual- quality that we the the experience of quality that we can't affect will bug us more than if I as an IT person have a lower degree of quality that I can do something 
mm. with. So if I write bad code, it's my decision not to test it. And I'm mm. fine with the quality of the code. But then it gets into the hands of the user in form of an application. And then they can't do anything. And they will have a less qualitative experience and we'll have probably have more frustration does that make any sense or have i wasted three minutes none at all <laughs> <laughs> thank you then we'll cut that in post <laughs> to increase the quality of, of the entire episode no, but it, it kind of drives home the point that quality is relative right uh yeah and i, I, I think what what Haney is is going for how do you how do you set different aspects of quality against each other take um security as a great thing mm. you can make a piece of software 100 percent secure trouble is it's 100 percent useless because yep. there's no way to do anything with mm. it but it is going mm -hmm. to be secure so from a security perspective it's very high quality but from a usability mm -hmm. is very low quality and it it all it all depends, and we're back to context and who you're asking. So there, there's no way to to objectively decide that this piece of software is has a high quality because it doesn't. You, you don't know what you're asking for. Does it have a lot of bugs? Yes or no. That's a better question. What's the bug mm. quality? What's the development quality? Or what's the user experience quality? So we're, we're back to definitions again. I, I definitely agree with that. And I do think, Simon, that I, I at least somewhat understood <laughs> your point here. Impressive. Uh, yes. Yes, I oh. think I was able to follow. But kind of like what my my thoughts about this topic is that they are all important. Like if we have a simple answer, it is important that we have good quality for the users that are using, for example, the application. But it's important also that, for example, the development quality is good internally so that if you make the bad piece of code, the next person is going to hate you for making such a bad piece mm -hmm. of code and so forth. And I do think, Alexander, your point about kind of like how do, def do we define this is that we come back to the point that actually with quality – there is a lot of aspects about communication because we have to understand what is quality for the different stakeholders in the organization because it can be very different things depending on which person do you ask about it. Can I then try to restate what I just said? Yes. If we say as an organization... We want to create a product or service which makes the users of that product or services feel that this is a quality product. If we start there, won't it automatically move backwards in the line and create a higher quality? No. Don't you think not, so? No, no I, I don't. <laughs> no. Unless you no, ask, no. <laughs> unless you ask the, the customer, how do you define quality? What yeah, is quality but, for you? Yeah. But if we do that, if we ask them, what is quality? Because 
Like th- that is something that I know a lot of organizations talk about. We want to sell a high quality product. Then some say we want to sell a product that just does the job. It doesn't have to be high quality. So they ask, what is high quality for you? And you say, yeah, if I car doors is great. What define a high quality car door? You get the right oomph when you close it. Like the, the Germans are great at that. My car, not so much, or our cars, not so much. So if we ask, we want to create the, a high quality product and we define what's high quality for the users and we strive towards that, if we know the end goal, don't that reflect in the entire development process? Not necessarily. You have a direction for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. nothing that will keep you from having the worst development practices in recorded history mm-hmm. despite this you have the best mm-hmm. intentions and the road to hell is paved with good intentions so that's mm-hmm. why i don't think there is a one-to-one there it, mm-hmm. it might make it it might make it uh, orders of magnitude easier for you to obtain quality because it might help you figure mm-hmm. out okay what can i skip i don't need ice cream to do a great car door just to take something completely outrageous <laughs> But that's also the extent of it, in, in my view. What's what's your take there, Henny? I do have to say I completely agree with you uh, because there is so many aspects to quality. We might still have like the poorest communication in our organization and people are like hammered down for them to be able to perceive that quality or create that perceived quality, I mean. And that doesn't... Actually, necessarily, the poor quality internally doesn't necessarily show up to the end user right away. I do think over time it does catch up at some point because I think all the internal aspects of quality, whether it's like the developer experience, the team quality, organization quality, whatever, uh, they will, for example, affect how you are able to hold on to your employees, for example. How happy are your employees? And things like this. Only if they think that this is important as well. Because otherwise, hmm, very it's a it, it completely irrelevant metric. I want hmm. everything that I very do true. to paint it orange. And if people that I work with, they don't really care about the color paint orange, they're not going to really care. So, yes, it's it's about... it. it uh, what you said was, um, quantity provides value to a person who matters at a given time. And there Mm -hmm. we go again, context. Yes, very true. I do want to ask one specific question because I've been wondering about this. And I've come to the conclusion that I've never met a person who starts their workday with, I'm just going to create a huge pile of poor quality today. I've never (laughs) met that person yet. Maybe they're out there, but I haven't met them. Hi. But... But how do we, why, and how do we end up in the situation that we still create poor quality? Why does that happen? I, I think Alex has said that a couple of times, in my opinion. We don't ask what quality is. We assume what quality is. That's one thing. Um, and the second probably is that to create something of quality you need to have 
uh, all the all the things you need to do that. And if you have mm. lack of time, lack of resources, lack of whatever, lack of knowledge, you can't create the quality that the users expect. Enter a lot of consultants where their consultant managers sell them to a project where they do not have what they need to create high quality deliveries. No, I mean, there's the saying that pay, pay uh, peanuts, get monkeys. Yeah. And there are so many examples of great people completely mm-hmm. limited by the fact that, well, you, you have the best ideas. We want this, but we're only going to pay you $30 to do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is a $3,000 piece of software. So mm-hmm. there is no way that we can do it. And then you need to take something out or walk away, which is mm-hmm. rarely a way of doing things. Mm-hmm. This brings me to, to I, I used to have a, um, a bit of a hobby looking at, especially discovery, uh, the, the, the TV channel discovery, they ran a lot of restoration series people mm-hmm. that, uh, in, in, in one specific case, there was people living in, in uh, Las Vegas and they went to, um, thrift shops and, and all those stuff and just bought old stuff. And then they renovated it. They, they took a, um, a fridge, a refrigerator from the fifties. It was almost pristine. So they, they sandblasted it and they changed out the, the compressor because it had some really funky stuff, but otherwise they gave it a new coat of paint and it was just amazing. They did the same thing with a um, gas pump, for instance. So many things that were made in the 50s, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, just about impossible to break because that was innate quality. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. quality is defined as something else. It needs to be quick to be to made. It needs to be cheap. We don't care if it lasts more than 24 hours. So it it all it's back to context and it's back to how do you define quality for any given thing. Hmm. Also kind of sad. But isn't that quite odd in a way? Because you're now into, yeah, if, if we have a phone, great example, I think. We have a phone. And some phones won't last more than two years. And we expect it to last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't think we still would call it a quality phone even if it did exactly what it was supposed to do for the exact time you expected it to do. Because there would be something else that we wouldn't see as quality. Again, like, then we are... I think quality, to some extent, can be that it overachieves. Then we see it as quality. I think that point in time where it goes from do exactly give me exactly the value egg I expect at the time I expect and nothing more. And then it at some point tips over to being high quality, where it overachieves. I think that is very hard to find. Sure. And we're back to to a, your your expectations of a product again. Uh, but yeah. we, we also need to factor in the innate ability to uh, to deal with moving goalposts. Mm-hmm. So 
I might have a phone that I bought two years ago and I was super happy with it. I thought it was the best quality mm -hmm. ever. Unfortunately, there's a new phone that is the best phone ever with super high quality. And in retrospect, my old phone wasn't that good. So quality does not stand the test of time in some cases. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need to have time as one of the, the constraints and, and definitions as well. I do agree with that, even though I think we have also seen uh, other areas of life where maybe more quality products were created in the past, at least from the perspective of like how long mm -hmm. it lasted and things like that. But I think that might go a little bit <laughs> out of the scope of like talking about this from the tech perspective. But I definitely yeah. agree that point there. There is this constant evolution also that the expectations and the quality that we strive for doesn't necessarily stay the same. So how, how can we then, after these discussions, how can we apply this to tech? What, what have we learned about quality in the last 25 minutes that is important or even vital for us to understand when we go out and do something techy, Definitions. Definitions and, and um, communication. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's take an, an example. Explain to me what the color green looks like. You cannot use any analogies. Thank you. And that's my point. You can't. That's one of the interesting quirks with language. There is no way to describe a color or a taste or any sensation really without using an analogy that we have in, in, in common. So define things and use analogies. Make sure that everybody is on the same page. Assume absolutely nothing. Then and only then can you hold other people accountable. This is what we decided was going to be quality. Did we achieve quality? Yes or no? I would add to that kind of the important aspect that when you are then also like maybe communicating about quality across teams or across like different stakeholders that might have different motivations to be able to like get our, our organization online on how to do quality, we need to understand what is the definition of the other's quality and how does that translate to my work? What does it like? What is it that I can do to actually support that idea of quality? Because my idea of quality might be totally different. But we have to kind of find the common ground between, for example, different teams uh, that might be even working on the same solution. Let's just drop the whole concept of quality. <laughs> That's one option. Yeah, I mean, if everybody has their opinion, what is quality? And by using another word, we might be able to take out all the preconceptions of quality. So what word would you suggest? Kerfuffle. <laughs> well, define well, kerfuffle. Yeah, but... Aren't we back to the same point, though? <laughs> Even yes. if we change the words. Yeah. And th this is where, because I'm, I'm, I feel that I'm silent. I do think I talk too much as always but what i'm trying to get my head around and and i think that this might be especially between me and alex 
a thing that really differentiates us. Because to me, quality is really a feeling. Like, I, I, I know exactly how I feel when I have something, regardless of what it is, and it's mm. high quality. Agreed. And, mm-hmm. and I think we are very different in that way. Uh, that I can feel that something is high quality. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think that you can, much better than I, from a like scientific point of view, say that something is quality. Not necessarily. And I think we're on oh. this. I, I absolutely agree. I can also oh. touch something and just, yes, this, this is high quality. Hmm. But can you define why it is? Because if you can't, yeah. then it is a useless metric. It's still mm-hmm. wonderfully high quality. But can you, if, if you can't, if you can't measure it, if you can't define it, it cannot be used as a metric. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have so many yeah. issues with quality as as a concept. Mm-hmm. Th- that that's very interesting. And um, I do, we 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 are running out of time. But I visited an, an office today. It was um, voted the most beautiful office in Sweden last year. Uh, and they actually reused eighty percent of all the furniture from other buildings mm. like a lot of the building material were reused everything from doors to glass to a lot of really cool things and i just needed to look at some other things and i could see that it was high quality but i can't say why because i don't know the first thing about chairs or glass or doors but i could still get that feeling of high quality mm. I do think that applies to areas where we might not have the information about, you know, how Mm -hmm. to make this. But I do think for you, probably that feeling, uh, well, you would be able to define why something is high quality easier in the context of technology, though. Yeah, of course. And we, we must also remember the fact that what you perceive as high quality, I might not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keyword being my. Exactly. So, yeah. So to start wrapping this discussion up, even though I think we kind of went around in circles a little bit, and I think what we did come back to is that quality is difficult to define, but it is something that is talked about a lot in organization. And it is something that is like said that we want to strive for having a quality product, for example. So if you do strive for that, you should aim to define it. What does it mean in the context of where you are working? Because only then you are able to measure it, you are able to strive for it, and so forth. But also if you do set quality as a priority, then that really needs to be set as a priority. You know, It cannot just be that, oh, well, our priority is to get as many features out as possible because that does not necessarily equal quality in your context. But what you strive for should be in line with what you define as quality in the context that you are working with. So unless you really make it a priority, you cannot expect to get results on that front, as with is with anything pretty much out there, I believe. And 
and now we like, I know we are over time, but now it struck <laughs> me because I've been working on a project like project plan for a couple of weeks. And in every project, you always have to prioritize time, cost, quality. Mm. But there are very few times that someone or an organization wants to prioritize quality lower so true. than the other two. Mm-hmm. But then it needs to matter. And that's why you're required to have 10 points in three piles. But who decides then on what, how much is money, how much is time, how much is quality? Mm. So we need to find a proje- project manager. <laughs> you know, that would be a really be good way of, of continuing this yes. conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's find a Completely pet project agree. manager. I, I actually have one in mind. Mm-hmm. Nice. Excellent. So it sounds that this will be continued at some point. So thank you all for joining and we will be back in a week. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Native in Tech. Native in Tech is a bi-weekly technology podcast hosted by Alexander Arvidsson, Simon Binder and Haini Hilmaninen. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to be part of an episode, please reach out to us on social media or via email at podcast at